0: About chicken a la king, mango, and garbanzo, tabo. Potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola, fruit yeah. Look at all this beautiful food. Mm. Guys, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about what is in their fridge. You know, guys. The thing I love about Green Eggs and Dan is that I can open it up to anyone from a wide variety of worlds. We've had water sommeliers. We've had porn stars. We've had actors, athletes, writers. And now, for the first time, we have a world-famous plastic surgeon. Dr. Jubin Gabay is a fancy-pants Beverly Hills surgeon. He's the clinical chief of plastic surgery at Cedar sinai But more important than that, he's my cousin. He's my best friend. And he's one of my favorite people to eat and drink with, please. Give a warm Green Eggs and Dan welcome to Dr. Jubin Gabe. Hey, Dan. Thanks for having me. Doctor, it's a pleasure having you here. I have a lot to talk to you about, and a lot of it is about what our dining excursions are like and whatnot, because no one knows me better in the restaurant than you. But first, we need to get to your fridge. You guys can see Jubin's fridge on my Instagram, at StandUpDan. Wow. We might have a contender for best fridge ever on Green Eggs and Dan.
1: This one is really, it's Tiffany's fridge, but I'm here to represent. I understand. I'm here
0: to uh, advocate, and I'm here to go with it. Tiffany Gabay, if you're listening, my God, can you stock a fridge? This is one of the most pristine fridges I've ever seen. And I come to your house often, so I know that this is not staged. It's not. It always just looks like this. Every day. Fully, fully stocked. I mean, this is the type of thing that immigrants look at and say, this is the American dream. One day, I want to move to America. I mean, if your ancestors in Iran knew that one day, their great-great-great-grandchild was going to have a fridge like this, I think... You know, they would have they would have they would have gotten on that boat a lot earlier. This is why they work. This is what they dreamed for and and here we are. So first of all, I want to commend you on your Tupperware. The Tupperware selection. I mean, there's like this looks like one of those TikTok fridges that are just like made by OCD people, just like perfectly pristine. Let's start on the top here. Um we've got this is like a dairy section. So we've got our yogurt, we've got our Angelo and Franca Burrata, which is a very good burrata. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got your, I'm going to ding you a little bit for your pre-grated uh, cheeses. Uh-huh. What say you?
1: I say we use so much that, God damn it, we're pre-grading and we're loving every second of it. So, okay. you know, sometimes you got to do what works for your life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All mm-hmm. right.
0: All right. Second row here. Again, more Museum of Tupperware. We've got uh, the egg whites. Did you, did those guys, are eggs. Those are actual eggs. I'm sorry. These eggs. are f- actual you know, eggs. They
1: are the egg whites, but there are yolks inside of it because... <laughs> they're hard-boiled eggs. kind of how they're made. Yeah. It's a
0: hard-boiled egg that is white on the outside. Yeah, but so technically those are egg whites. All right. So that's a healthy person's thing. Uh-huh. Uh, you got fancy Vital Farms eggs. Olives. Oh, um you've got what is this uh those are beans those are um no it's not because i was at your house yesterday and you oh guys no
1: have, that, oh, that's you fake, ass, that. it's fake it's ass it's pasta. fake ass pasta it's i love that you're trying the, to pass it off
0: you're trying to pass it off as beans uh-huh. no it is cassava oh uh-huh. my god it's ca-pasta. my pasta my nona what would my nona say
1: your nona is rolling right now
0: <laughs> let's see over here we have on the left side we have some uh what is this? This is a, some uh, cherry tomatoes? Those are
1: cherry tomatoes okay. and um, and Botox.
0: Oh, that's a Botox. That's a Botox. Wow, the Botox. So, yeah,
1: the night before um, I Botoxed, my sister at home, and, uh, <laughs> and here we are. You know, it's all right. Well, you know,
0: so much for doctor-patient confidentiality.
1: No, no, no. She uh, <laughs> she signed a waiver. It's cool. Don't worry she that. signed a waiver that you yeah. could. you well, just green eggs and damn. Okay, great. Yeah, we just hope no one drinks that by accident because that would be weird.
0: I mean, it would take all the folds out of your esophagus, yeah. <laughs> though, which would be nice for periostalsis. Uh-huh. Is that what it is? Uh,
1: just peristalsis, peristalsis? That A is unnecessary?
0: Peristalsis, peristalsis is the muscular uh, uh, movements of your esophagus to, to, to push foods down. Mm, peristalsis. Thank you. Thank you, Johns Hopkins. <laughs> I knew that $300,000 would not go to waste. <laughs> Underneath this, so this is, this is fascinating. I don't think I've ever seen this. The bowl within the fridge move of Mm -hmm. fruit. So there's Mm -hmm. two bowls of fruit already serving bowls. Mm -hmm. And they are full of fruit. One's full of cherries. One is full of peaches. Mm -hmm. And they are just sitting here to be pulled out. So, you know,
1: entertaining by itself, it's important to be ready. It's important to be gracious to your guests. Yes. But nothing says, fuck you, I can entertain better than anyone than bringing chilled fruit because when do you get that
0: wow so this Uh is to chill this is a chilled fruit yeah
1: i mean wouldn't you love a chilled cherry rather than just a boring room temperature cherry
0: i hate room temperature cherries yeah see these have a crisp to them they have a crunch you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh all right, below, veggies, veggies, veggies. Crispers are full. Mm-hmm. Everything is, I mean, I can't, I'm trying so hard to ding this come, fridge. Come, just come. There's. You're going to find stuff. I, I'm having a tough time. Mean, Actually, the, you
1: know, I know one that you're going to love to hate.
0: The cassava pasta, is, I it's, don't know how much worse it can get than that. It's pretty horrible. Poor uh, cassava. For, for what you want. It, it works for our purposes. What do and, you think, yeah. that poor cassava? you know who was it, like what okay guys put me in coach i'm ready what am i gonna be made into pasta a, a, a puree of pasta. some sort mm-hmm. uh maybe like roast me no we're gonna turn you into fake pasta <laughs> oh okay mm-hmm. um is this the this is the bread section tortillas yeah. and breads yeah yeah fantastic some non's some trader joe non's some non's uh-huh. I don't uh, know what the plural of non is n-ai. Na-nai. <laughs> Na-nai. <laughs> I'm going into the door now. Uh-huh. We got the Museum of Kerrygold. Which yeah. is, everyone's got the Kerrygold Museum up top. You've got the probiotics mm-hmm. uh, for the kids. Kid probiotics. Yeah, I don't
1: really ever see them drink it, but you know, it's there because maybe one day. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: We've got clover milk, actually, is probably my favorite uh, frothing milk. Yeah. It's very good. It's very frothy. frothable. It's a good frothy uh-huh. milk. Uh-huh. Um, you've got. Chocolate syrup, maple syrup. I mean, you guys fucking have everything. What is this? Another probiotic? Vida is yeah. It's a
1: it's a kombucha light kind of thing. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, but here, so you know what? I'm gonna take you top drawer here, all the way to the end over there in the door. I'm top bring drawer. Bring your pet
0: peeve. <sighs> uh huh. There it is. Dan pet peeve: organic ketchup.
1: Yep, non Heinz, wow. non Heinz. And wow. listen, I'm with you on this one, actually. Yeah. Um, Tiff, sorry.
0: Yeah. Also, another one I'm going to ding you on is mm-hmm. fucking probiotic. No, sriracha. No, 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 no. The probiotic no, 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 sriracha? No. no, because today
1: we have to pay 70 goddamn dollars a bottle for the real sriracha. Oh, is it more expensive? Yeah, there's a sriracha shortage. Where Is it been? still the sriracha I don't know. Shortage? I'm just saying this to justify us having that. No, 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 no. Because no. that was there probably for like a year. The
0: shortage is done. <laughs> okay, we've <laughs> solved. <back>. We've solved. <laughs> the chili bottleneck has been... <laughs> Has been cleared up. Uh-huh. There's no excuse for fake-ass probiotic uh, sriracha. Know, sure. But I'll tell you what. Let's look at this
1: in a positive light. Okay. Because we are condiment optimists here. Coptimists, right? yeah. 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 Coptimists. Yeah. Sure. Um, we try a lot. We don't like a lot. Because, honestly, that probiotic sriracha tastes like shit. Yeah. I, I would not recommend it. But they're one of our sponsors. Just sure. Here, no. Thank you for that horrible thing. <laughs> um. But we tried it, and we're optimists, and Yeah, we just haven't thrown it away because we have to fill something else.
0: I understand. Uh-huh. I get it. Uh-huh. Let's go to the freezer. Yeah, I'm trying so hard to find awful things. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the organic homestyle waffles. It's funny. My last guest, Erica Rhodes, we were, Erica Rhodes and I were talking about Eggos. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I would put Eggos in that same category of you want the Eggo instead of the organic newfangled <sighs> version. Uh,
1: you know what? I am a big supporter of your sometimes you got to go with the original shit thing. Yeah. Um I actually think waffles is not one of them. I mm. think if you actually eat an ego right now, yeah. cuz there's a lot of nostalgia with it which is awesome. Yes. But they actually kind of taste like shit and these homestyle organic ones Stop this is the third time you've know, said I'm shit sorry.
0: on my food podcast. Mm. People don't want to hear about that. Come up with a better adjective cardboard styrofoam
1: no so they taste i think very much like nothing yeah i don't think there's a lot of taste to this the organic home style waffles have a little bit more oomph to them there's a little more wheat a little more uh fiber kind of texture to Mm, it that i think goes down right interesting
0: okay we are sponsored by sprouts yeah apparently organic waffles (laughs) sprouts The Hagen does, yeah. So you know,
1: that's the original, and you know, you can't beat that. That's a really good one.
0: This is the Hagen does on a stick Mm -hmm. with the vanilla with the chocolate icing on the outside. That is, it's it's a perfect food. Mm -hmm. It is. I do
1: prefer the dark chocolate over the milk chocolate yeah on, same. On a, so tiff
0: um take note Thanks, that's an bro. age thing that's an age thing yeah we just the older we get the darker we want our chocolate it's <laughs> not a metaphor for anything <laughs> uh, okay so you got the sweet potatoes i guess a lot of this is kids that's stuff. for the air fryer yeah you got um, the french and, fries. you know it works yeah the yeah. dr prager's patties and stuff you know this is fun it's, organic mangoes frozen yeah. is this yeah. for like smoothies and shit? yeah yeah, and then sometimes just as a snack. Wow, this is a lot of good smoothie stuff here. Yeah. You got the berries, the fucking... I'm telling you, this is a, this is an aspirational fridge. Thank you. Uh, you got the Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Again, OG. Yeah. I think there's nothing better than, you know, where we all try our fun, fancy Jennies and our this and that. Mm-hmm. Get, show me one ice cream that's better than Haagen-Dazs coffee ice cream. I dare you. There's not. There's absolutely not.
1: Now, the funny thing is, though, that this is this is the the primary fridge and um, we don't need to go into the other one but what a flex what a I know, flex i know i just wanted i wasn't it. even going to point no, it out this but yes, is this for is for my the ancestors primary this is for the ancestors the you prim- know the ancestors not only wanted a perfectly stocked fridge but the ones who really were were working hard wanted their kids to have a second one and here we are Solomon Gabay, you're welcome. Thank oh my you for God. thank you for your your uh, heritage. You've been running for Senate, apparently.
0: <laughs> when I grew up, we had one refrigerator in our home. You know, I don't know if we need to talk about it. I but, don't even know, need to. You know, we got the backup fridges right, here. The backup
1: fridge is like the shit show. I sorry, Although no, but it's this fun. is really good. It is fun. It's really where my wife goes crazy supporting her children with every ice cream you can
0: find. Yeah, like there's Twix, Twix and yeah, sandwiches and yeah. You know what my favorite ice cream sandwich is? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the the Chipwich? Yeah. That Oh my god. Uh.
1: It was so good. The well, Witch. although actually there's one that's better and I don't know this might be a west coast east coast thing. There was something called It's It. So, the Chipwitch was a very sort of standard Chocolate chip cookie, ice cream chocolate chip cookie, but dense. And oh, really you're well forgetting the most together. important
0: part. The the, the, the chocolate, um, chocolate chips, chips ring on the side. On yeah, the that was fantastic. That was a textural uh, 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 tour de force. <laughs> so the it's it, though. It was a
1: fake... Oatmeal cookie that wasn't super oatmeal-y, because uh, oatmeal cookies kind of suck. Yeah, with it also a dense ice cream, but it was dipped in chocolate. Okay, and it was just there was something so delicious and sharp and crisp and dense about it that I think it superseded. I think it was better than the than wow. the chipwich.
0: Were you a were you guys a choco taco people on the west coast? I would assume <laughs> with all the Mexican influences. That the choco taco would have made it here?
1: No, we actually went for uh, original tacos with, um, you know,
0: chocolate. You just dip, dip chocolate sauce on <laughs> your tacos. <laughs> we, we went.
1: To, we didn't get it at the supermarket. We went to the choco taco stand. No, yeah. no, we never did choco tacos. Sorry.
0: Okay, so you and i probably go out and eat more than anyone i know mm-hmm. uh we are kindred spirits in the food and mm-hmm. beverage uh space mm-hmm. i always like to say use the of, me- of mice and men thing of george and lenny when you and i go out we're like two Lennies. okay thanks. we have no stopping <laughs> there's no limit on what we do there's no
1: frontal lobe got no. it no we exactly. don't stop
0: it's just time to tend the rabbits <laughs> 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 and that's it um I'm forgetting what it was, but last time we had dinner at Wally's, and you said something to me which enraged me so much mm-hmm. that I said I need to bring you on the podcast and we need to talk about it. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, of
1: course. It was not writing the order on the on the uh, paper. That's right. Okay, yeah. so your number one pet peeve. My or number one a number one pet peeve.
0: A c- probably top five for sure mm-hmm. of the server not writing down the order. Worst thing you can do in a restaurant because again. Even if they get it right, we've had anxiety the whole time to see if we're going to get it right. You told me that I was overreacting.
1: So I don't think you're overreacting, but I think this just goes to show what a better person I am than you. Wow. Okay. Because you're profoundly pessimistic Mm -hmm. to think they're going to fuck up the order. Okay. And for me, I look at it as an optimist and I say, oh my God. The Guy's going to do it. Take the order. This is going to work. This is a professional. And, and, you know, I think it speaks to my optimism and my excitement about the experience of dining. I want to always have a great dining experience. And if someone does this part of a show to show me how professional and talented and caring they are in my order, yeah. But if they fuck it up, then it's not good. And then I'm
0: going to let them know. I'll tell you why you're absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. So you just basically want to be entertained by a dumb party trick, so that <laughs> in the in the in the middle of this meal, what if they just brought out b- juggling balls? And they're like, oh, in the meantime, while you wait for your food, I'm going to juggle. Like I, so let me tell you why you're hold wrong. Hold on, you're looking at like you're like a like a Roman emperor, like, a, and you're you want the court jesters to entertain entertain you me with your brain teasers? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I have faith in this server. Yes. Impressed so, me. So
1: you and I had a very similar experience at Emerald's Restaurant in New Orleans. Okay. One of the most exciting things that happened to me in my young dining life, I was with a probably group of 10 or 15, like early 20 year old guys. We were at Jazz Fest in New Orleans. We went to Emerald's restaurant, which at the time Emerald was a, you know, the TV cook that was very like BAM and just yes kind of kind of obnoxious and everything but like you dig the you dig down there and you realize no the guy is all about Service and an incredible product and an incredible experience. And for me, and I think I talked to you about this, you know, we go to the restaurant, we put in this huge order. Imagine all these idiots coming in and ordering something and you'd think you'd be treated like crap, but no, they were super on top of everything. They were super, you know, on it. And then when they delivered the dishes to the table, they did that thing where if there were 10 people, five waiters, each with two plates on their hands, swept in and just, all at once, whoosh, presented mm. it to everyone. And we're all just
0: like, oh my God,
1: what just happened here? I just got a tingle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want that tingle. I'm chasing the tingle.
0: <laughs> we're always all chasing I the- want to go to McDonald's and get the goddamn tingle. We're all chasing the tingle. I just don't see how that dumb... Memorization of the that that, that is such a micro tingle. But don't you think when we were, we were at
1: Wally's when this happened, Wally's is like a, a nice wine bar restaurant
0: in Beverly Hills, it's where cougars go to feed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is where it is feeding time for cougars. <laughs> cougars they descend, <laughs> there's a dinner bell for <laughs> cougars, they ring it, and they all just come uh-huh. into Wally's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's where they go.
1: So we go, and you know, the waitress starts taking our order, and she was supremely confident. She yes. looked really like she knew what she did. And importantly, this was something that she wasn't just doing as a side gig, or if she was, she took it seriously. Yes. And she started taking our order or asking for our order and didn't write anything. And I said, oh. "Uh," You
0: said, oh. you're gonna do. I said to said, 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 You're going to do the old uh, memorization. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And she's Let like, me ask you, did she get it right?
1: She did get it right, and didn't it feel good? It felt good to me. Not I in did. the meantime, I got a little. Yeah, in but the meantime, you ruined it. I was it. quaking. You ruined any I was, chance for a fucking tingle.
0: I was quaking.
1: <laughs> You're a defeatist. You're a tingle defeatist.
0: You know, maybe it's a control thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I can't let go.
1: I actually think that's this a is thing, turning into therapy. I think that's true.
0: <laughs> so tell me about your childhood. <laughs> Show me which where. Which I know
1: exactly where this is coming from, but but I think it was that. Just I I like that. And I want them to get it right. You
0: like the pomp, you like the circumstance. I do. Well then that brings me to my next point. Let's go. You and I are diametrically opposed (laughs) on a very famous certain steak rabble rousing circus monkey. Oh, Jesus by the name of Salt Bay. Okay. I am pro-Salt Bay. Here's your shtick. You are anti-Salt Bay. And I am pro-Salt Bay for the exact same reasons Uh that you are pro memorizing. Uh, The bill. I want... I know that I'm not there for the best steak. I know that I'm not there to have a life-altering experience with food. But sometimes it's enough with the life-altering food experiences. I want a show. And what better show than Salt Bay throwing salt willy-nilly, clapping, putting gold leaf, fires coming on, and me going into bankruptcy... (laughs) <laughs> when the bill shows up. You
1: know what? I can appreciate that. I mean, the guy's just on a cash grab. He opened up 48 restaurants in the world and just, like, stays there for five minutes at each one, takes everyone's money, and then it's it's just, like, a, a deserted shell of what it is where some, you know, poor schmuck from Glendale is sitting there sprinkling your salt on your $1,000 steak. yeah. Do you so? Actually, here's here's a good one. Okay, Salt Bay is a personality sprinkling your steak. Fine, interesting. Like it's his thing. Everyone's got a thing. But what about this loser yeah. from Glendale? Who, sorry, at Glendale, I love you. Everything is fine. But what if some other guy
0: is the sprinkling understudy. it on? Yeah, the understudy. Is it is it as fun? What you're saying to me is you don't want a random Armenian. I didn't say that. <laughs> it was implied. I love my <laughs> Armenian friends. I love your Armenian friends so much. That I want the Armenian (laughs) to sprinkle my steak with salt. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) No, I'm actually, uh, push come to shove, I I, I have kind of changed my tune on Salt Bay.
1: Now, legit question, because you've been saying this for probably the better part of two years now. Is it a shtick or were you genuinely in? Let's go for the real answer. I
0: swear to God I was genuinely in in the beginning. Uh Uh-huh. And then I slowly started to lose my, my love for
1: him. I, you know what? At the beginning, it was exciting. I mean, he legit yeah. was a personality. He was a viral personality. Yes. He was,
0: He was, you know, fun. He was the first TikTok famous yeah. restaurateur. Yeah. The guy took TikTok yeah. videos and started an empire. Yeah. There's something kind of impressive I, about I that. I can see that. I, know? Can see, I think what, what happened, though, is like you start really looking into him. Yeah. And you realize... Kind of gross. Yeah, the emperor it's, wears no salt. No, no. <laughs> salt. It's just, and the funny thing is, every time we walk by his restaurant, to your favorite restaurant, which mm-hmm. is Spago, mm-hmm. um, there's no one in there. At Salt Bay, there's no one Spago. in Salt Bay. No, Bay's never. Place. There's like four Saudis who are visiting, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know how they pay the rent.
1: It's unbelievable. I think. I think it's some sort of money laundering. Scheme. It's Turkish mafia. For sure. For sure. It's Turkish mafia. We love the Turkish mafia. We love the Turkish you're mafia. You're the best mafia. We love all you're the mafias. Not, you're not illegal. Everything is no, fine.
0: No. We love all the mafias yes. Turkish, Italian, yeah. Swedish, house yeah.
1: mafia. Yeah. Oh, they're good. They're really <laughs> they're good. Great the too. Beat,
0: it's fantastic. <laughs> we love them all. <laughs> so, look, I guess my question to you is this for someone who's eaten with me more than anyone else, mm-hmm. is it A, fun to eat with me? B, infuriating to eat with me. Mm -hmm. Or C, a little bit of both. D,
1: yes. Just all of them. All of it. And I think that's part of the Dana Dude experience. You know, you go in for the whole, you go in for the highs, you go in for the lows, you go in for the abuse, you go in for the fun. Um, there is the stuff that you do that is fucking infuriating. And yes. everyone talks about that. And I feel like, again, that has almost become your shtick, and you, you push that yeah. because both out of personal enjoyment of your own neuroses, but also getting a rise out of other people, which I can appreciate. Yes, yes. Um, and then you know, the fun times, the good times, and everything, it goes back to why do we go out? Dinner is an experience, yes, it's the food. It's the pomp and circumstance. It's the conversation, and and I think you and I have ground that down enough that now we just we can do it, and you know we get a consistent product every time yes, we go we out.
0: Do. We know it's going to be an adventure. We leave our cars at home, yeah, and we know it's going to lead to adventure. Yes, it's funny. One of my danadudisms I did the other day at a restaurant. I was at I was with uh, Matt Cass and we were at a restaurant in New York, and the bartender goes uh it was before we order anything he goes questions comments concerns i was like i'm gonna give you one of each (laughs) my question is and then i started doing this thing this whole shtick Uh and the guy was kind of looking and i couldn't really tell if he was liking it or not and then he like walked away to go do something and i was like i looked at matt i was like i think i'm really annoying to people And he was like, "No, no, I think they like it." I was like, "I don't know. I think I'm a. I think I might be a piece of shit." I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of give you an
1: answer to this that I don't think you expect. <laughs> okay, this is a pre-dad joke. Yes, you know, it's the same thing, and at its root. And I'm sorry. I, funny enough, I think I learned dad jokes from my mom pre-transition. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. It's, okay.
0: it's my favorite lady in the world.
1: Dad jokes are more for the. Joker's amusement than anyone else. Ah, yeah. And you get a kick out of that shtick. I do. And most of the people around you, some of even even when they say they don't like it, there's an enjoyment there. Yeah. And um, it's the poor waiter, man. That man. guy. You yeah. know, that's a 50-50. I but but you carry it with enough charm that you most of the time can can get some most some of sort the time. of good response. There
0: is a server at uh my favorite restaurant marvin who absolutely abhors me he hates me yeah and so i need to check that he's not working there <laughs> <When> <laughs> i go to eat, listen, again we all have our rituals with eating and
1: sometimes it's just making sure the person that doesn't want to or who wants to kill you is not there you know
0: it's one of those things where uh, i do a lot of bits mm-hmm. i do a lot of bits and sometimes they work yeah. Sometimes they don't, and when they don't, you know, I I, I put my, I put it all out there. I put my heart out there, my heart and soul. But you know, this is
1: an interesting thing about the humanity of eating out. You mm-hmm. know. What if you go to like restaurants? I feel like everyone thinks every time you go to a restaurant, it has to be the same experience over and over consistently, perfectly. And this is sort of the Michelin starization of restaurants or the Yelpization of restaurants where everything that they do is reported to the world. Yeah. And you want a consistency there that happens. But your point is very interesting. Listen, what if you go to a restaurant and you just... Have a shit experience with the person who is serving you and helping you. It's a partnership when you go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. It's a partnership between you and the whole restaurant staff. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you just have a bad experience. and, And it's part of, again, the humanity of it. We're not all perfect. And it's interesting. Then does that mean you never go again? And I think your thing with this favorite restaurant of yours is you do go again. And when you don't interact with that one person, yeah. it's delightful.
0: It is. It's my favorite restaurant. But, uh, you know, there's nothing like having a dark cloud in the restaurant knowing that he <laughs> wants to murder you. <laughs> you had a party at your home once, which was... Uh, Um, Like, you invited all your work people. You invited a bunch of people that you did work on. It was sort of... I don't remember what the party was, but it was like a... Something for the office. It was just summer. Yeah. It was like a big party, though. And you had a ice luge. An ice luge where you would pour, like, tequila into... It was a bust of a woman. And the tequila would come out of the nipple. So, you'd have to... You'd suck on the nipple. Okay. So, listen... (laughs) It was the best. It was the most Beverly Hills plastic surgeon thing ever.
1: <laughs> this was, pre, there were, there were two, it was the pre COVID one was a little sucking out and it was kind of gross. And then post COVID was uh, into a, a shot glass. Yes, It was Venus de Milo. So let's keep it classy. Yes. Right. Yes. And um, listen, you got to have fun with your job.
0: That was very fun. Thank that you. was very on the nose. Very fun. <laughs> Actually on the, on the, it was on the boob, yeah. on the air areola, yeah. if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I have egg on my face. Specifically, hot sauce-free egg on my face. Because apparently, the sriracha shortage is still going strong, and it's in its second year. Jubin was right, I was wrong. Hui Fong, the maker of the world's most popular sriracha, can't get their shit together, and people are paying five times more for the stuff on eBay. Even Walmart has price gouging, selling two 17-ounce bottles of sriracha for 80 bucks. Well... Other hot sauce companies are rushing to fill the void. And the best troll by far is being done by Tabasco. They make their version of Sriracha, and they're being sold on the website, here it is, srirachashortage.com. I have no idea how good the hot sauce is, but that web address is pretty spicy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, my bad. Okay, I'm going to get to the questions that I ask everyone towards the middle of the pod. Uh, right, starting go. with, what is your earliest
1: food memory? So we, as a family, um, originate in Iran. I am from Iran. You're not. So yeah, you're guys, born there. Sorry, I can't be your president. I was four when I left, and you know, it's funny. This is such a such a great memory for me. Actually, I remember being in the park on like a. It was a chilly day in Iran, or in, in Iran. Okay, and um, there was this guy selling corn, and it was you know it was like a, a full on grill that he barbecued the corn on, um, so it was like roasted and you know charred and everything, and then he took it and dipped it into a big bucket of salt water, mm-hmm. you know the Persian balal. And he gave it to you. And I remember getting that thing. And like, this thing was just beautiful. And I I think I remember the smell more than even the taste. Yeah. Um, But it was just so vivid. And it was so beautiful and so organic and everything that that was it. That was the first one. You know, it's funny. These memories you put in your head. And I'm sure it's from somewhere. But then you build it over your lifetime. Yeah. But I really that that memory I think has stayed fairly consistent with me. It's great.
0: That's very cool, and that's also a very cool style. The way the Persians do corn is very interesting to mm-hmm. me. This saltwater dip. It's so good. It's is so it good. Typically, the saltwater. So. Grill it over charcoals, then into salt water? Yeah. Or is it the other way around? Was it like... I think it's I after don't the grill. I think you're right. Because
1: if you if you dip it and then grill it, you're going to lose everything, right? Yeah, I guess so. In my memory, it was afterwards. And please don't destroy my memory. It's, it's I beautiful, even I if won't. it's wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Um, okay, that's good. So now your death row meal. Let's see. It's a thing of a good reason mm. that you're... On death row. Um, you are, uh, uh, you and I are at a restaurant together, and the server decides I'm not going to take the notes. And you uh, say, Hey, Dan, just relax into it. And I'm like, Okay, buddy. Order comes <laughs> completely wrong. I start laughing so hard at you. You can't take it anymore. You pull out a syringe uh and you just start going at me and it's a very thin syringe so it takes a long time for you to stab Mm -hmm. me to death it's and why i don't move out of the way i don't know because it's botox (laughs) Botox and i'm frozen (laughs) or i'm frozen (laughs) yeah
1: even though it takes a week but that's fine
0: so now you're on death row what is your death row meal
1: so you know it's funny i i have the meal there are a couple of things there it's funny one of your last or a recent uh people you spoke with said i didn't think about this but she said it's one of my mom's dishes but i don't want my mom to cook it because it's going to be so distressing to her yes which really made me feel like an asshole for what i'm going to say because for sure i want my mom's dish so let's take my mom
0: out of the equation and pretend it's mom in a vacuum um because i don't want her to suffer i love my mom by the way mom in a vacuum perfect christmas present <laughs> you guys are going to love them they're coming out all right. mom in a right pre-order vacuum. on amazon <laughs> yeah um Okay, so
1: her bormasabzi yeah. is, I think, the perfect death row meal. And and Borma Sabzi is a stupid of multiple herbs and it's very sort of fragrant and strong and powerful, often with kidney beans and some sort of meat product. And the way my mom braises her meat in this is is unreal, usually over some rice. And
0: limonade and dried, and that's dried right. lime. That's right.
1: Dried lime. Oh, fantastic. So it in every way is a complete meal. And in the more traditional way of doing it, which my mom doesn't always do, they put fenugreek in it. So you really, you literally sweat Wet this dish out for a yeah. week after you eat it. It's yeah. pretty freaking intense. Um, so I would want that. But you're going fenugreek
0: on death row or no? Yeah. Oh, you're going all oh, the way. Dude, it doesn't matter you're anymore. Smell up the whole I don't prison. Have a
1: di- oh no, no. Let me tell you, this is part two of this thing because I thought about this that I don't want to just have a death row meal. I want, I want vengeance. Oh. I want vindication. Yeah the way i would do it is i would eat so much yeah so so much i would fill every single bit of my intestinal tract yes with this food so that yeah when they fry me yeah when they give me the lethal injection uh, whatever I'm i don't i don't so like where this full, is going. oh i am exploding in that I chamber <laughs> And they're going to have to clean that
0: up. Food podcast. You know what? No. First of all, you know why this is very, very disrespectful? Tell me. You murdered me. So my whole family is going to be there watching you shitting your brains out.
1: You start with one. You go through the whole damn generation. (laughs) Through everyone. Your your aunt is going to be there. You know what? Sometimes you make a decision. You got to stick with it.
0: (laughs) Even if it's the wrong one. Can I tell you something? Your mother, Nahid, is probably objectively... The best cook in the family.
1: I don't disagree.
0: I don't think you disagree. I don't think any of the cooks in our family disagree either. In fact, it's funny. Her family is known for being a foodie family. Mm -hmm. The men cook Mm -hmm. as much as the women, which in Persian culture you do not see very often. But you have uncles and cousins who are the Simantov family who are insane cooks. Absolutely. And, And your mom is a number one. But when you said the Hormis, your mom's "hormis Sabzi, I know your mom's oeuvre of cooking. Uh-huh. In fact, I just thought of it while you were saying it. One of my earliest food memories is something that your mom cooked for oh. me. It was a rosemary chicken. Oh, man. Yeah. It was that her thing is legendary famous. rosemary mm-hmm. chicken. And I'd never had punch you in the face rosemary <laughs> flavor before. And I was like this. Because we would come to L.A. when we were kids. And, you know, we'd all hang together. Yeah. And that dish. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It's bringing me to tears right now. It's
1: incredible. And it's completely – that was something that, you know, at our house, we just had a lot of rosemary. Yeah. So she just was like, okay, let's put this together. I mean, no recipe, nothing. Um, Her ability to spontaneously come up with something – Based on just what's around, yeah, it was so influential to me, both in terms of how I like to cook and how I like to think about food in the kitchen, but also just—I I, swear—it's funny you say this. I'm thinking about it now, but it—in it, terms of stimulating creativity in my yeah. mind,
0: yeah. Um, well, she's very, Ita- she has a very Italian approach to cooking, even Persian foods. Right. where She just takes what's around right. there and throws right. it in,
1: and and what's good, yeah, and what's right, and what's simple. Yeah. She's she does not go crazy with things, yeah.
0: Thanks. So, but here's what I, where I was getting at is she's got all these greatest hits. She's got her rosemary chicken. She's got her saffron chicken. Mm-hmm. But to me, if I had to go out with one of Nahid's death row meals, it would be the osobuco. Interesting. Nahid makes an osobuco, which is basically a braised veal shank that she makes, mm-hmm. which again, not very woke to be braising the veal. No. But man, she doesn't. She does the shank and the shoulder. Arguably,
1: one better than the other. Unapologetically, she does it. She puts it on the table when we have baby. We have
0: vegan family members. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't care, and it's. I mean, it is. It looks like the animal, the big bone and everything, and that to me, her osabuco is. Something, it's it's pretty legendary. So let's think about
1: why you're on death row, Dan, since you're going, no. <laughs> but
0: I, it's funny, it's a tough
1: question. And legit, I was thinking about this I just, I feel like the gut for me is just going to that Gourmet Savage. There's a, yeah. Every, it's funny, everyone who talks about this, somehow there's a, there's a, uh, return to childhood. There's a comfort food, uh, aspect of their last meal. Yes. And I think for me, that's it. I love it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I highly approve. Best high end meal you've ever had. Are you ready? Yes. You know what it is. Wh- which one? Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. So I just remember the best, the best story ever. <laughs>
1: There are so many parts of this story. So in um, 2010, Tiff and I got married blissful life. Everything was fantastic. We were excited. We had friends supporting us and all that stuff. And one of our great first trips after getting married was to New York in the middle of, I think it was like January, February. It was cold. It was snowing, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dan very kindly arranged for us to have dinner at Blue Hill at Stone Barns. So, this is a magical restaurant that is in a farm in Westchester County that the farm used to, if I remember correctly belong to the roosevelt family rockefeller Ro- rockefeller family excuse me um and it's where they would get their milk uh produced and shipped daily to the city so after time it was lent to a foundation or was given to a foundation where the whole thing is you produce all the food and you make all of the food. Uh, we, you, uh, everything in the restaurant was from the farm. Yes. So, you know, lots of agriculture techniques and all that stuff. So we go to this restaurant.
0: Yes. Yeah, so for, let me just take us all back here. <laughs> So, I'm ready to throw myself under the bus. I feel here. like I was very influential in the beginning, uh, courtship and dating. Very with uh, you know Tiffany and mm-hmm. we all we went on triple dates a lot. I was third wheel. We <laughs> have so much fun together, and so you guys were like, "We want to go to a great restaurant." I was like, "I got you. Yeah. You guys got to go to Blue Hill." Mm-hmm. This was also when Dana Dute was not making that much money, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, so I wasn't going to go, but I was happy to make the reservation. So I made the reservation and then Jube calls me and he says, make the reservation. I got you for three. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we want you to come. I was like, wait, really? And you're like, yeah, we would love for you to come. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Because this is like a $250 a person thing back then, which, you know, and I was like, I was so excited that I get to, I get to experience this. So then they get to New York. We are on our way up there. Took the train up there. We somehow got to the restaurant. It was this beautiful cat. I remember we were I remember exactly how we got to the restaurant because this uh-huh. is where it happened. We were taking a taxi from the train station to the restaurant.
1: Didn't it happen when the bill came?
0: No. Oh, I'm such an asshole. no, no, no. no. But listen. Okay, go with it. Go with it. In the taxi... I said, so first of all, you need to know there's a concept in Farsi called tarof, which is when you kind of politely say you'll do something that you don't really want to do. Like, oh, you can stay at my place for as long as you want. Like, you know, and people don't normally take you up on it. They'll be like, no, no, thank you. It's sort of this like polite game of chicken Mm -hmm. that Persians play. Mm -hmm. And so me, tarofing, I just said, dude, are you sure you want to pay for me? Like, I, I can cover myself totally didn't mean it and right away this fucker goes cool thank you yeah no that that's great okay cool and i was like oh okay (laughs) okay 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 so now we're fucking having this four hour dinner where i'm like thinking in my head of what kind of budgetary cuts i'm gonna have to make for the next six months to pay for this goddamn meal Mm -hmm. Jube's excited because now Mm -hmm. because he just saved 500 bucks Okay, it was 300, first of all. With wine.
1: I apologize. I apologize then. I apologize now. I cringe at this moment of my life to this day. And actually... Despite that incredible, horrible thing that I did, which, mind you, I was still a resident at that point making like no money. So yeah. I overextended myself and I feel like a complete jerk doing it. So again, I'm sorry, as I apologized a million times since. Yes. Um, but the funny thing is that despite this horrible uh, pock on this event, it still is the best high end meal I've ever had. Yeah. And let's talk about why. So, there were so many incredible little things that I think the highlights for me, funny enough, one was. They start with the appetizers, and one of the appetizers was literally a piece of wood with a bunch of nails hammered through the wood and just root vegetables on each of those nails. And there was just like this little tiny red carrot. Yeah, tiny baby
0: baby root vegetables. Oh, my God. It
1: was one of the most unreal things I've ever had. I mean, we had a pickled venison heart that was so beautiful That's right yeah. and and you know i mean we had so much incredible booze also that um that that will Set for us. Will Nazar yeah.
0: is now the CFO of Major Food Group, Carbone, Teresi, all those places. He was a little scrub assistant sommelier. Yeah. And he was the nicest, nicest boy. Oh my and God. And now he's literally fucking runs Miami. Yeah. So,
1: Will, thank you. It still is memorable. All of the wine we had. I mean, yes. I think we had like five bottles between the three of us. I am mean, seriously, we were <laughs> we, all going to die that we night. We drank a
0: ton of wine.
1: That by far was the best. Uh, high-end food experience I've had. And certainly both you and I together and independently have had some
0: pretty incredible ones. Yeah, no, that was great. I mean, it was a bummer that I had to move back in with my parents uh-huh, uh-huh. after that meal. It's okay.
1: It was worth it for but, this moment yeah, It together. gave me
0: gave me discipline. <laughs> What's the best low-end meal you've ever had? <sighs> it's funny. I was thinking
1: about this, and um, this great, again, great experience came to mind. So at the end of medical school... I went with a bunch of my classmates to India theoretically for a medical elective mm-hmm. but but really I went with this group of people to act as mules for our, our friend Rakesh Agarwal. Uh, He was getting married in DC and he needed all, he needed us all to just bring stuff back from India. So, you know, the first phase of the trip, we were walking around the country, getting all sorts of stuff. And then his family basically gave us their bodyguard Mm -hmm. to tour us around the country. And this guy did a very grassroots tour. I mean, like tiny little cities and, and all this stuff. So we were uh we were somewhere in the middle of nowhere in this little town where we stopped one day. Um and a couple of us were hungry so he's like okay come come with me. He took us to this literal just a dirt lot somewhere where they had a, a tandoori oven and they made us this tandoori chicken that mm-hmm. they served on newspaper. Okay. And I mean it, it I, I don't know which was better, the actual taste or the experience, but it was just like exactly what you wanted in the middle of nowhere, India. So it was this perfect chicken, perfectly cooked, straight out of the oven on a piece of newspaper. Wow! And it was just
0: perfection. Tender chicken on a newspaper. Yeah, that's the first time we've gotten that I for sure. Uh, favorite drunk food? <sighs> I think I know what it is. What's your guess? My guess is uh, something Mexican, because we've had a lot of drunk Mexican food, Mm -hmm. uh, specifically that restaurant on Santa Monica (laughs) Boulevard. (laughs) Los Tacos, right? Yes, Los Tacos. Yeah. That's that's old school. That was very fun. We'd always stumble in there. Yeah. And it was very satisfying.
1: Yeah. It's funny, actually. I think, because now, whenever we're drinking, we're not going out one of these places, but still... There, there are two things that I think speak to me and it's definitely a part of my past. It's, it is some sort of Southern California based Mexican food. Okay. Okay, So not any of the big NorCal stupid burritos or whatever, uh, either like an LA version of a taco or something like that, or, or actually in college I I was in San Diego and the, the San Diego Roberto's burrito, another fantastic one. Like that was just a carne asada burrito. Mm -hmm. Those are great. But also, you know, it's funny, I just think about everything academically, I guess, but in, uh, I went to med school in Virginia, as, as you know, and in Virginia, it was all about the diner food. Yeah. And I will tell you, I can't tell you how many um, chicken fried steaks saved my life hmm. after a night of drinking. Chicken fried chicken steak. Chicken fried steak is a surprisingly good drunk food.
0: Still don't know why they can't just call it fried steak. Why mm. do they have to bring up that it's the style of frying that they do to chicken? There's a story in it. There's got to be a it story. Adds, it, adds
1: to, <laughs> it adds to the excitement.
0: Um, what about next day?
1: Hangover Cure. <sighs> The most basic level, just a breakfast burritos. Fantastic. Yeah. You know, Ooh. it can't go So, wrong burrito at night and burrito in the morning. Mm-hmm. Lador Vador. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes in the morning, topping that thing off with a nice IV, a
0: Myers cocktail, you know, if we can get a little medical, it really helps. <laughs> you just reminded me of the craziest moment that you and I ever had. It's not really that food oh, God. related. But I was in LA, I had a show in Bakers in San-, San Luis Obispo or Bakersfield. something? Bakersfield. Bakersfield. And I was in LA, I had this show the next night in Bakersfield, the night before I went out drinking so hard. I had so much alcohol. I woke up, I was so sick and it was um, as if I had food poisoning, but it was just alcohol poisoning or whatever it was. And I had a show that night and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this show. Um, I don't know, I can't drive there. I don't know what I'm going to do. And you were like, I'll drive you there and i'm gonna give you an iv in the car i was like what are you talking about he's like don't worry we'll do this and you hung an iv from the rear view mirror put the iv in me drove me to my show i did the show and we drove back one of the nicest things you've ever done for me in my life i think we're even for that meal aren't we i think we are (laughs) there we go we just we just came full circle Uh. Favorite celebrity food personality, and I'm starting to ask this question uh-uh. and say favorite celebrity food no, personality besides Anthony Bourdain. Because
1: you just want everyone to say Dana, dude.
0: I mean, if it's just between me and Anthony Bourdain, which <laughs> so, we, we are in rarefied air. I era. mean,
1: you're, you're pretty much the same person. Um, <laughs> you are my favorite because of all the experiences, because we know each other, because I know the stupidity that's in your brain when you're doing things. So it makes it fun and personal.
0: Okay, that's very nice.
1: And, um, you know, and the things that you've done in this world. I mean, I think you're your approach to food and comedy and life is so refreshing and fun. So for sure that, and, and I say that both as a uh, as an invested relative, but also as just an objective viewer. Wow. Uh-huh. All right.
0: Venmo at, uh-huh. at Gabay is coming.
1: But uh, fuck you, Anthony Bourdain also. I can't because he, it's funny, he was so influential in my understanding of food and travel and 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 just sort of the personal experience so you know it's funny everyone says anthony bourdain and and i've thought about this in the context of your podcast so much that i was like i don't want to be the guy that says it but he was truly one of the most influential people in how i consume life yeah um and and has shaped me when I travel, when I like when I go to different countries. Now I I look for the little shithole spot that's just like that makes something no one else can that yeah. does it beautifully. I I enjoy all of these experiences that he taught me how to enjoy. So so he was the right person at the right time in life for me, and, and very much with Tiff. I think we started really watching him right when we got married, and it set the tone for how we do so many things. So I, love that. I
0: have to say it. that's okay. That was a uh, Mm good-spirited defense. Mm -hmm. From now on, whoever's on the pod, if you're going to say Bourdain, you need to have that type of defense. Absolutely. You can't just say, I don't know, I guess Anthony Bourdain. Yeah.
1: What about, so it's funny because the other one that I think is interesting is what about Guy Fieri? Because now people are using Guy Fieri in almost the same uh, sort of deferential tone as, he's such a nice guy and he was misunderstood and he's this and that and... And I love it. I actually love that he's he's becoming now people's favorite uh, thing. But you're going to get to the point where you're not going to allow him either.
0: No, I'm okay <laughs> with Guy Fieri. I think it's Guy Fieri or, and Anthony Bourdain are two of the most different people. But I think uh, two sides of the same coin. They in a way.
1: humanized food. Yeah, but Anthony
0: Bourdain is Anthony like, is
1: Bourdain like, brought it from up to down. He brought something elevated and rarefied uh-huh. down to the masses. Okay. And Guy Fieri brings this thing that people consider the bottom yeah. just crap. Yeah. And elevates it Perfect. to the masses.
0: I, You're amazing. welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was just I, I was just trying to say like he's Guy Fieri's Walmart, but I like your your version's better. I do think he does elevate low brow food and Bourdain uh equalizes highbrow. I love it. Or that. brings the highbrow down.
1: And you know, I'm gonna I wanna actually say one more thing that I yeah. I think is is something that was always influential to me or just it was so enjoyable to me. And I love that you have this YouTube channel now that follows it. But you remember the show we talked about this great chefs. So in the I want to say like maybe what early 80s yeah. uh, or late 80s, early 90s, there was a series of shows that would go to these really fancy restaurants yeah. and they would just watch one of these great chefs make a signature dish.
0: Yeah. It was a fucking great show. Oh it my was God. PBS. I think so. Yeah. It was PBS and they would do the voiceover. Cause yeah. most of the time southern was a woman, that yes. right.
1: It was a Southern woman. Maybe it was Paula Dean. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was her first job.
1: Um, yeah, and so that was another great like. I you know it's not a, a food personality, but I also love that you're you're following these shows now and you're doing that YouTube channel. Oh yeah, your, vin,
0: the Vintage Roast where yeah. we we look at old old cooking shows and roast them. The Very show fun. is sponsored by Vintage Roast. So it's sponsored by the Vintage Roast on YouTube. <laughs> desert Island Food. You're on a desert island. Yeah, you there's know, one food you're gonna eat for the rest of your life. You're never gonna get tired of it. I hate this question. Okay. I, I hate it so much. <laughs>
1: Why? Because I just, I feel like there's no right answer. I have commitment issues. You know, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. So, I don't know. I was thinking about this on whatever, pizza or a sandwich. I Go, go, I don't know. I can't tell. Were you, you about to say go fuck yourself? I was about to, but I was told huh. to back off with all the shit. So wow. I'm assuming
0: the fuck is also back. No, on. that's fine. It's more no. just scatological. We're a food podcast.
1: Oh,
0: so sex is okay. As you but... know, as you know from yes. eating with me, I'm very sensitive to those, <laughs> mm-hmm. to those topics.
1: Which I do throw out every now and then when you're really being an asshole when we're eating.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, if you ever want to lose your <laughs> appetite, go to Jubin's Instagram <laughs> and see him do some liposuction. And, man, he does a great job. But, uh, yeah, you won't need liposuction because you're not going to want to eat for, like, months after watching it. So, Desert Island food is pizza. Yeah. Mine is pizza, too, actually. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, you
1: know, lots lots of options, uh, lots of styles of pizza. It never says, you know, is it Neapolitan? Yeah. Is it Chicago? Is, is it this? or that? So, yeah. You know. Uh,
0: so, maybe that's a broad, nice option. Someone very smart once said, a pig. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I love like, that. Yeah. I can do everything with a pig. Yeah. I can have charcuterie. Uh-huh. I can have ribs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can have prosciutto. Uh, I can have bacon. Right like, it's pretty and smart. And I mean, a pig kind of
1: works well on a desert island too. Yeah, because like, most got
0: a pet. Yeah,
1: you know, pet right?
0: <laughs> breed them. Yeah. Uh, is there a food you can't stand eating? Yeah,
1: this is another one that I I. This is maybe one of my most anti-danidute things: liver can't can't really? touch it i can't touch it in its normal form i can't touch it in its abused goose form i, I wow I, I just don't like
0: liver chicken liver no no nothing chicken liver is going to be the most uh not even like a chicken oh, smooth don't give me food stradovas smooth chicken liver pate nothing no i don't like pate no i'm not food <laughs> stradovasing you i mean like the chicken liver mousse had its moment it's over yeah um, clm mm, yeah those days clm <laughs> Yeah. Chicken livers matter. Um, (laughs) But I think... uh, Look, I'm okay with it and I'm not okay with it. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it because it's obviously liver. It's a very challenging food. I'm not okay with it because... You you have an advanced palate. You're a man of. What if you just don't like the taste? Because look, you know that. I'll. It's not that.
1: Oh, it's the liver. It's. it's, I'll eat a gizzard, no problem. I just talked about venison heart, no problem.
0: No, you eat human fat. Remember we had that that video where you suck it out of a straw.
1: No, 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 that's we have to take that down. It's weird.
0: (laughs) YouTube. (laughs) YouTube (laughs) They banned it. (laughs) Guidelines and not. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah. No. I just. I don't like. It's funny. I don't like the. Ironness of yeah. it. I don't like the uh consistency in all of its forms. It's funny—a cooked one, a a pateed one—it just doesn't work for me.
0: Has surgery made you not like certain foods? Like my friend Mo, who's mm. an orthopedic surgeon, can't eat bone marrow. No way. He can't do it. Oh my god. He's like that's so funny. He's like, I just can't do it. I hammer bones. That's I see the ends. He's so like, I don't want to touch. I- don't want anything to yeah. do with it. Um, do you have anything like that? That is silicone. Like, you can't eat silicone. No, <laughs> hate it. It's just it repulses me. No, what I, about like fat? Like fat no. Uh, like when the steak has like the yeah. large chunk of fat on it. You can you chew know, on it? You know, it's funny,
1: side story. One of the best moments of my life. We went to a little uh pre-wedding dinner for one of my friends. He's he's an orthopedic surgeon, his brother's an orthopedic surgeon, his dad's a heart surgeon. I was in medical school at the time. we had these big steaks this big t-bone thing and i remember very carefully cutting this steak and literally dissecting it off the bone and the most uh exciting part of the night was when all of the guys there were like wow you really did a good job
0: on that steak (laughs) oh my god the pressure
1: oh huge but no i actually don't um I think maybe comedy here. The one thing that always happens though is anytime I'm wearing my scrubs and especially my clogs, my work shoes, um, and I go to a friend's house that has a dog, Mm -hmm. the dog immediately goes for my shoes.
0: Oh, gross. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. That disgusts me. Yeah. You just have like.
1: It's just there. I mean, we wipe it off afterwards every time, but there's
0: always little residual. (laughs) Oh, my God. I want to (laughs) vomit. And now we get to my favorite question. There we go. Everyone's favorite question. Uh, something that you and I have probably, <laughs> this, the thing that brought us here today That's was right. I, I was so disgusted by uh, you disagreeing with my restaurant pet peeve. <laughs> what is or what are your restaurant pet peeves? Okay.
1: It's funny, I feel like we talked about it so much already, but this actually goes back to the experience. Mm-hmm. Anything that's going to ruin your experience or make it a, a a less enjoyable experience for me gets me. I need a detail. I will give you details because I've definitely thought about these a lot yes. in the past. The one that always really pissed me off was if the table is still eating, someone finished their meal, but there are other people are still eating. And they come and take that person's plate. The person who finished their, their meal. They take the plate away.
0: Erica Rose, who was just on before you, oh, same pet peeve. There you go. It's a great pet peeve. It, it,
1: it the 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 server deserves to be thrown out of the restaurant, off of the building, off that the roof. Maybe off the roof the, of the real building. reason why I'm on death row. <laughs> so <laughs> it is an etiquette
0: question because what is the rule there? Okay, like who, so, I mean, that for me, I hate it. Well, but here's what's the, thing. the rule? There's two. There's three things at play here. Mm-hmm. Number one, I think it's important to have a little bit of spatial. Uh, what's it called? Awareness. Uh, doctors say that thing, a proprioception uh-huh. of <laughs> of your your place in space. You need to know where everyone else is eating. I don't go too that's fast. That's great. That's, that's very advanced. good point. That's advanced. That's, that's
1: well. That's but that's a part of the dining community. Yes, and it's funny. I've never thought about that, but. I feel like, especially with people that you know and whatever, you're always, you are, you should be watching and all at the
0: same level. That's a very interesting point. That's one thing. Yeah. So it's kind of a dick move of the person who ate fast. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. I won't ding them too much because I still think it's on the server. Sure. Number two is where you place your utensils when you're done eating. Mm -hmm. If you're placing everything at two Mm o'clock, that's a sign that you want, that you were done.
1: I'm a four o'clock guy.
0: Four o'clock when you're done? Yeah. I think it's two
1: o'clock. I think it's four
0: o'clock. What? Get us some info on that, please. Hold on a second. We are going to Google. <laughs> four o'clock. See, you're a well here. Barbarian. It says, it says either. What like, is? What is says, this? six o'clock? It says shit. either six or four.
1: Uh huh. Well, where's two o'clock,
0: Dan? Oh my God. Animal. What is this? This is a Disgusting. dumb website. This
1: is a stupid, I'm embarrassed, to be stupid shit to you.
0: website. No, I don't believe in that website. I'm gonna go on a different website uh let's see table got india times let's see what yeah. india times
1: <laughs> no but it's 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 on the other side of the world so everything has to flip over that's right
0: there's a time change so yeah. four o'clock is yeah. actually eight o'clock yeah.
1: just definitely don't go to australia because then it's going to be like <laughs> yeah. It, yeah you new. put it under your plate yeah. <laughs> wow i think you're gonna you're in for a lot of disappointment right now oh my god guys dana Dute is a
0: brute uncultured oh my god disgusting yeah oh well, it's too bad this episode's not gonna air you <laughs> <laughs> wow this whole time i've been doing two o'clock and yelling at them when they take my, oh my <laughs> away. <laughs> i'd like to apologize to the service community it's amazing okay so four o'clock you put yourself but i mm. i know that if you crisscross applesauce oh is that a no that means like i'm not done yet that's like put a a little thing on your drink, a yeah. napkin on your drink. That's napkin of drink. Exactly. Interesting. Um, so there's a little bit of that as well. But ultimately, yeah, servers. Yeah, but still,
1: so I really do want to know. And I think uh, I, I, our service friends should chime in about what is the, then the instruction from restaurants? What is the etiquette from restaurants on how to manage that situation?
0: I think that restaurants are, not, I'd say 80% of them do it wrong. They tell them just take it off when the person's done. Yeah, fuck that. I, and I think that it's... It's probably the most overlooked thing in restaurants is knowing when to take the plates. Yeah,
1: but it's interesting. Your point also, I really, I didn't think about it. And I really like that of the group should be aware of their surroundings. Yes. I like
0: that. That's important.
1: So um, another really big one, and recently when we were were having dinner in Tel Aviv, actually this really happened badly, is poor timing of the delivery of food. Oh. You know, And, and that's either making you wait inordinately long amounts of time or just like bringing everything immediately one after the other where you're done in 10
0: minutes i it makes me fucking crazy 100 percent. i've gotten to the point where and i'm curious what you think about this where sometimes i just won't put the whole order in i'll put in the appetizers but what what do you do
1: when these guys are like well you know chef likes to course things out oh Oh, also when people say chef oof no I hate, fucking
0: I, I hate that i hate that you know I, I was just at rustic canyon and uh the server and i were talking about that i was like when you guys deify your fucking chef yeah by not saying the chef you yeah. say chef yeah like it's fucking share worse it's like any profession that
1: that uh before the name of the person put some sort of a professional
0: title what oh. assholes they are yeah imagine if your nurses after you're done oh my was talking God. to the patient and they're like Surgeon says that you should keep ice on it. Surgeon thinks. Or
1: Dr. Gabay thinks, which, oh, they do. Wait a second. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh. This took a turn. I just <laughs> shot myself in foot. Anyway, they say Chef uh, wants you to order everything because he likes it Well, then out. I
0: say to them, please make sure that it's coursed out uh, with ample time. In I between. like that. Because we're, not, like we're that. not in a huge rush. Will
1: you stop them as they're bringing things in and say, whoa, this is too fast.
0: I've done that. Have I've started you? doing. Yeah, because, I feel like listen, I should start doing that.
1: It takes. I oh, I mean, that's to me is like I, I'm channeling my inner Dana dude. Yeah, to, yeah, I
0: probably do. I don't know. Or I'll say like, please don't fire up the next. Uh, yeah,
1: I I think if I actually think it should be our responsibility that when we get one dish too fast, mm. we say, hey, we're, we're here for a good time for a long time. Just yeah, take your time here. Yeah. Um. But and which is worse when they bring it out too fast or when they make you wait forever. <sighs> I I actually think too fast hurts me more, because at least when you're there forever,
0: I mean, unless you're starving, I mean, there are different rungs of Dante's Inferno, (laughs) (laughs) you know, not like it taking too long, the torture of like, yeah. Of, Where is you, it? You've lost Where the pacing. You're not. You're kind of hungry. Uh-huh. You're not quite hungry anymore. Your body doesn't know what's going on. You're and just then looking it's, back, and you start
1: looking at other people, and they may be in the same circle of hell, but it doesn't matter. You think everyone's getting their food
0: way oh, faster than you.
1: My God. You know, it becomes a vendetta of the restaurant against
0: your one particular table. Well, that's the thing. They start pitting you against the other diners. <laughs> that's what they do. It turns into it's fucking, literally Hunger Games. It's Hunger Games. It is Hunger Games. It is Hunger Games, <laughs> is Hunger Games because then you look at like, why. Wait a second! They got here after us, and they got their entree. Fuck those people. Meanwhile, they could be like the nicest people. They could run a, a fucking nonprofit mm-hmm. or something. Mm. And suddenly, I want doesn't matter. I want them dead. Take my butter knife because I haven't gotten my steak knife yet. Yeah. We're not even close to that. And I want to make fast work of the fucking NGO person. <laughs> I hate that Mm -hmm. so much. It's terrible. But the too fast, I'm going to piggyback on the too fast. Okay. What about when it's too fast and there's a fucking, and you have a small table and there's no room on the table? Oh, no, the worst. And then they're looking at me and they're like, what do you, yeah. To
1: move things? You know, it's so funny because you always think there's something wrong with you. I swear to God, like they're I never standing there with that. seven yeah, plates in like, their Oh my God, I'm an asshole. Like, let, me, let me, let me, uh, let me like, Jenga here. Yeah. Let me do something. Sorry, I, I
0: don't think I, last I checked, I don't work here. Yeah. It's like at the TSA when they're like, you got to take your fucking stuff out. And now you have to <laughs> stack the tray. I have to stack the tray. I'm a tray stacker now.
1: Um, TSA, he's from Iran, but he's
0: good. <laughs> Don't worry yeah. about it. Please Allah Akbar. A hard time. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah. Funny, I didn't get approved for a TSA free. <laughs> you won't anymore. anymore <laughs> Jubin, there's two types of guests on Green Eggs and Dance. There's the ones that pleasantly surprise me, mm. and they're the ones that don't surprise me whatsoever. This didn't surprise me whatsoever. No, I well. knew we were going to have So it's funnest. not going on air. No, this is definitely not airing. Okay, good. But just for me and you, <laughs> I knew this was going to be just catnip for me. It's my favorite kind of conversation. You're my favorite person to eat with. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Tell the people where they can find you. I love you. Thank you. I'm uh,
1: Instagram at Gabay Plastic Surgery, TikTok at The Plastic Surgeon, and... um, Ooh, how'd you get The Plastic Surgeon? I had an into TikTok years ago. They brought me into their corporate offices and...
0: Mm. They're like, here, take this. And then they were sad and disappointed with how little I did with it. That's, and by the way, that's what his nurses say (laughs) to the patients. The plastic surgeon thinks you should ice the area. (laughs) That is amazing. I highly recommend, even if you're not into plastic surgery, you don't care about plastic surgery. Jubin puts out amazing content, and seeing these transformations are fucking mind-blowing. I so I thank highly you. suggest following Jubin. I
1: had so much fun. I, I'm honored that you had me on this, and um, it was even better than I thought it could be.
0: Oh, come on. Come on. All right. Thank you, Jubin. Seeking the truth never gets old.